Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you're all doing well and that you took some time to connect with the Lord and your family and friends over the holidays. My name is Kathy, and I want to welcome you to my podcast called Sharing Seeds of Light, where I share God's Word and some of my story with you. It's my hope that God's Word will bring freedom into your life so that you experience the love, joy, peace, and hope that He offers. This week's episode is called Leaving Captivity, and we're going to look at the lives of the Israelites as they leave Egypt. But before I begin, I want to take a moment to say a prayer for you. Lord, I pray for every person listening to this podcast. I pray that as we go into this new year, you give each of them the strength, the wisdom, and the courage to leave the things in their lives that are holding them back from experiencing your love, joy, peace, hope, and unity. Whether it's fear, self-doubt, anger, unforgiveness, jealousy, greed, pride, or anything else that is holding them in captivity, may they turn their hearts to you. May they pour out their hearts to you. Lord, I ask that you help them and bring good godly people who can help them on this journey. Amen. So today we're going to read from the book of Exodus, found in the Old Testament, starting at chapter 1, where it will help us understand how the Israelites were put into slavery in Egypt. If you have your Bible or Bible apps and want to follow along, please do. Before I begin reading, I want to give you some content as to what happened prior to our reading. There was a man named Jacob, later called Israel, who had 12 sons. His youngest son's name was Joseph. Through a set of circumstances, Jacob's family, the Israelites, ended up living in Egypt. If you want to know more about this father and son, I encourage you to read from Genesis chapter 25, starting at verse 19, until the end of the book of Genesis. And this is where we're starting at the next book, which is the book of Exodus. And I chose to read from this book because there was a time where I said to the Lord, Lord, I want to leave captivity and go towards the promised land. And this is where the Israelites were heading. They were going to the promised land, the land that the Lord promised them. Um, their ancestors, a land that was uh, full of a better life, not a perfect life, not a life without tests and trials, but a life where there was more love, joy, peace, hope, and unity in their lives. So in Exodus chapter 1, it begins, These are the names of the sons of Israel, that is Jacob, who moved to Egypt with their father, each with his family, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. In all, Jacob had 70 descendants in Egypt, including Joseph, who was already there. In time, Joseph and all of his brothers died, ending that generation. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, 
a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. He said to his people, Look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks out, they will join our enemies and fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Pithom and Ramses as supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread, and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the work in the fields. They were ruthless in all their demands. And now I want to take you to Exodus chapter 12, verses 31 to 40, that tell us how the Israelites left their captivity. But before I do, I want to encourage you to read the chapters in between. So read the rest of chapter 1 and all the way up to the end of chapter 12 to get a better understanding of, of what's happening before they leave um, Egypt. In the, in the book of Exodus, there's a man named Moses. He was chosen by God to lead the people out of Israel, I mean out of Egypt. And this is where it begins in chapter, in verse 31, chapter 12, Exodus chapter 12, verse 31. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out, he ordered. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Go and worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you said and be gone. Go, but bless me as you leave. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought, we will, die, we will all die. The Israelites took their bread dough before yeast was added. They wrapped their kneading boards in their cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites, and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. That night, the people of Israel left Ramses and started for Succoth. There were about 600,000 men, plus all the women, children, and children. A rabble of non-Israelites went with them, along with great flocks and herds of livestock. For bread, they baked flat cakes from the dough without yeast they had brought from Egypt. It was made without yeast because the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry that they had no time to prepare the bread or food. The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. Amen. When I first read verse 40, where it says, The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years, I thought to myself, 
it took God 430 years to save them from their captivity. And because I was going through something, I thought, oh, Lord, how long is it going to take to get me out of this captivity? But then I read it again, and I realized it said that they, the Israelites lived in Egypt for 430 years. They weren't slaves for 430 years. That was just something I wanted to share with you. <laughs> Friends, are you in a situation where you've been holding on to something that is keeping you in captivity? Maybe it's fear, fear of moving forward, self-doubt, thinking you're not good enough to accomplish these things. Maybe it's anger towards someone or unforgiveness, or maybe your jealousy pops up at the, the weirdest moments, um, or unforgiveness or greed or pride. Are these things holding you back? Are they keeping you from moving forward where you stay in the same mindset, where you can't seem to move towards a better life, where that's where the Israelites were. They were stuck in captivity and they wanted to leave and go to the promised land and Moses was leading them there. Do you want your life to change? I want to encourage you to sit with the Lord and then ask him to show you what is holding you captive. Ask him to help you overcome it. Ask him to give you the wisdom and the strength and the courage to take a step forward, even if it's just a small step. Maybe like the Israelites, you need someone to help you take a small step. And ask God to show you who that person is. Then ask yourself, which of my family members or friends do I trust to share this with? to reach out to, to say, help me, whether that help is a listening ear, a praying heart, encouraging words, or maybe it's something more, I don't know. But ask God just to bring the right people to help you. Maybe you need to reach out to your pastor. Maybe you need to read a good Christian book. Maybe you need counseling, and that's not a bad thing. Counseling is not a bad thing. Uh, Focus on the Family is a good website to visit. They have some good books, they, and they offer counseling. Um, so the reason that I want to encourage you to spend time with the Lord and just ask Him to show you what's holding you in captivity um, is because you you want to experience the life that God has for you. And that life doesn't include hanging on to anger or self-doubt or fear or pride or jealousy. It's a life that he wants that is filled with more love, more joy, more peace, more hope, and more unity. And if you want to go towards that and you want to go towards the promised land, but you're in captivity and you don't know how to take that one step, one baby step at a time. Lord, what is the step that I need to take today to get out of captivity? Just take it to him in prayer. He'll speak to your heart. Sit quietly and listen and read his word. Amen. And uh, as I close, I want to just encourage you to get connected with a good Bible-based church where you can grow in your faith and understanding of God's Word. 
I pray that God brings godly people into your life who will help you on this journey of understanding, um, understanding his word and who God is and who Jesus is and how greatly and deeply he loves you. Thank you for joining me this week. It's been a blessing. I look forward to uh, connecting with you again next week. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And I pray that you have a blessed week ahead. Bye.